Or good morning, everybody. It's time for <laughs> the right. Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. We are show 132. We're a little uh, different time this week. Joe was a little under the weather yesterday, so but we're back today talking sports, talking media. Uh, what is topic uno number one for you, Mr. Joe? Um, I'm just wondering about the, um, I, I think, <laughs> politics and sports. Yeah. Uh, the NBA. I'm, I'm really... I'm really surprised by how LeBron James. I mean, I know everybody's talking about it. People are coming to his it. defense, though. That's what I'm shocked yeah, about. Yeah, but okay, he's been a social media warrior, really, yeah. about anything that's going on in the United States. And then I'm okay. You were talking last week, I think, about how silent he was. He wasn't just silent. He went after Daryl Morey, the GM of the of, of the Houston Rockets, saying that he shouldn't have ever said that. And you're talking about. I've got to believe he knows at least a little bit about what's going on in Hong Kong and how those people have pretty much been a democracy since, what, around World War II? Yeah. So, and, and now China has been allowed to take them back over, used to be a part of that, and now they're losing their rights, and there's a big fight and a big struggle. And not only that, you, I'm sure you read what China said about, oh, we don't, you're letting human rights get in the way of business. Or, it was, I, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but wasn't it something like that? Well, yeah, I mean, they're a communist country, and they're proud of being a communist country. And I and I know it all comes back to, you know, that LeBron and some of the athletes, they want to sell shoes in China, uh, and they look at that market, and they're thinking money and marketplace over. But they're, ta- they're saying that over human rights, which I find absolutely just – it's not even a, amazing, and, and it's not even shocking. It's, it's just it's, – for lack of a better way to say it with some really f- profound word, it's sad. It's sad that LeBron James had the chance to step up, and we talked about him. He could be Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan, and he chose to be Michael Jordan. And which, again, granted, free marketplace, free country. He can do what he wants, and he can make as much money as he wants, but he had the chance to do something really special, and he absolutely blew it. But I, then I read today where there's people are saying, well, he had every right to do that, and, well, uh, you know, Daryl Morey was wrong in his original, in his original statement. I'm like, I, I, unless there's something I'm not getting, shouldn't human rights trump everything? Yeah, oh, I agree. I, I, I don't think he's allowed to be Michael Jordan anymore because he wasn't in the beginning. He was, he was fighting for Trayvon Martin uh, about that case and, and several yeah. others, and he does work in Akron. He's a, he does a lot of really good things. Yeah, he's one of the actual good dudes, whether you like him or not. Take yeah, I don't, this doesn't does, mean I don't like him. Yeah. I'm just startled that he, he you know, you, you cannot talk about the sadness and empathy about, uh, about people here in this country if you really believe that in your heart and then discard human rights elsewhere. Yeah. That just doesn't seem right. And I, real, I realize people here do it. And how much money does a person need, for God's sakes? When, you, <laughs> I, you know, when, you're, on, when you're at the end of your days, do you really need that extra money? I don't, I don't get it at all. He, seems generally, he generally seems to care about what's going on in this community. Yet. He doesn't care what's going on in the Hong He doesn't care what's going on about human rights in another country. And I realize he cares more about, we all, always care about more local. But my God, it's clearly that he's doing it. For I mean he's he's not even just not defending it I mean it really infuriates me oh, the yeah. more I think about it because he goes after Maury for what Maury said Maury said the right thing exactly Maury was talking about the people that he supports the people there and he's been getting railed on which I don't understand but my thing is I think it's personally I think it's wrong that we do business with communist countries. I'll even take it a step further. I don't think we should be doing business with communist countries in some of the sense when we know what they're doing to people over there. It's just I find it. 
the world is is obviously been haywire for you know a while, but this just every time you think you you get your one up, somebody one ups the one up, and and this is what we're talking about is that Michael or that LeBron James basically said that you know it, he's really in a way kind of on the communist side of this thing, right? Oh no, he's absolutely yeah, um, which is or, nuts. or or at least he's not on the American side of this. He's thing. not on the if American side, or even he's if not he's on not, the... if, if, if he's not on their side, he, I don't know. I don't know how. To, I don't know how to. Yeah. You could be right. To, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just he's, baffling to me. But the thing is, he wants to be able to say whatever he wants to say. But then he has the audacity to say that Daryl Morey shouldn't have said what he said. That's the that's part the double that he... standard. It drives me nuts. You know, if you want to come out and say something, say, "Hey, you know, Daryl Morey had the right to say that, and here's my opinion." But he said he doubled up on it. Like, no, he shouldn't have said that, and here's what's really the way. And I don't know. It's just it's frustrating because he had the chance. And I'm not a big LeBron fan anyway, but I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, whoever that writer was, he said it a week and a half ago. LeBron James has the chance to be Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan. Which one does he want to be? He chose to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, I, I've always admired the things that he's done for his community and for standing up for, for civil rights. And um, this, this is disappointing that it's the fact I just can't get over. I keep thinking about how he's attacked. He had, went after Maury over yeah. this. It's absolutely wrong. We're at an age right now. I mean, you had a candidate in the political debate the other night who said that Trump should be have to be taken out off of Twitter. And you have all these people who are just getting on opposite sides of, you know, uh, you know, ultra-liberalism can be just as dangerous as ultra-conservatism. And it, I don't know if why he is suddenly going in the complete opposite direction. He's not saying that Maury has the right. He's saying it was wrong. Yeah, that's what, that's what I don't get. But he doesn't <sighs> understand that it's wrong, maybe, that where he wants to sell his shoes to a communist country where those people are treated horribly. I, I just, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, actually, and, and you bring up a point, you know, think about athletics and, and business and athletics is the sense that, you know, we buy shoes real cheap and, and we're having them made for almost pennies on the, on the dollar in, in Vietnam and then Cambodia labor, and yeah. China. Yeah. Uh, and some of these countries are communist countries, and yet we do business with them. And uh, but then also, you know, then we pull out of uh, the Middle East because we're saying it's not our war. And then we, you know, all these things are, we're all connected, and there's nothing we can do. So we need to find a way to try to help people elsewhere yeah. and to, and connect those people in Hong Kong to us and the rest of the world. Yeah. Or like some people say, I just want to sink into sports and not deal with it because it's just so frustrating. And and you just want sports to take care of it, but then you see what's going on in the NFL. I know the NFL is getting great ratings, and we're still watching every single game. But you talk about a – Roger Goodell came out this week and said something about, well, I don't see where people are tanking. And then he said, <laughs> I really haven't – he goes, I think – Miami much? Yeah. And then his other line was, well, I think that the the replay thing is settling in to where we thought it would be. Now You, think you mean it, chaos? Yeah. Settling in settling into to chaos? where we thought it would be. Now, you think about it. This is the leader of the National Football League, number one TV shows across the board, ratings, multi-billion dollar industry. And think about that the saying that he just said, settling in where we thought it would be. That is basically saying... <laughs> what, wait, what did he say? <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, replay the recording. But I'm thinking, I, I just this guy makes $40 million a year. To say and what? He, to say, blah, 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 blah. and he basically <laughs> is allowed to lie yeah. to the media and and all this stuff, and right. nobody says a word other than us, I guess. They just all buy it. Oh yeah, okay, well, Roger. well the, the owners don't care because he's the, the NFL. They're rich too. They're yeah. printing money. Yeah. They're making more money than they can ever make. So uh, now that now that you have the athletes, and, yet, and in the NBA, 
the athletes don't get paid any better than in the NBA because they're making all of this money, but there's only 15, what, 15 people on 15, the bench? 15, yeah. Um, so whereas in the NFL, was it 48 or? 48 plus 7 or whatever it yeah, is. Plus yeah. the, and in baseball, you've got, you know, the eight, well, 12, roughly 18 yeah. to 25. So you have all this, I mean, they're making a lot of money. And I wonder if they're starting to lose touch, too. I think so. I, and it's really going to come down to now fans and players because in the NFL, because the owners are not going to do anything, the officials are going to continue to be horrible, and the obviously the leadership of the National Football League, Al River and, Riveron and, and Goodell, could care less as long as the money's being printed. It's going to take fans not showing up and players just saying, you know what, I'm going to retire the minute I get my pension and I'm out the, out of the league or something. Or maybe they, they maybe they could try the XFL. I don't know. The XFL has got a lot of good press the last couple of days. We'll see. They're still going to put a good product on the field, and, and they got to they got to get us somehow to watch that product. I don't know. We'll see. But I just and I you know I'll be the first to tell you I'll be watching the NFL game tonight, even though I'm frustrated with them. I'm Who's on tonight? Chiefs and uh, Broncos. Are you going to watch them because you care? Because you're playing fantasy sports? Um, a little bit of both. Plus, it's a great night because you got the you got the the world's greatest invention, the previous channel button. So I got Yankees, Astros on one channel, and then Chiefs, Broncos on another. Seat. So you just go back and forth. Right. I'll, I'll be I'll be bouncing around and you'll be watching the Yankees. No, I mean I'll be bouncing around in the sense that I'm going to be. I have stu- we have students covering a volleyball oh, yeah. and soccer tonight, and then I don't want to miss the Yankee game, <laughs> so I'll probably go a little bit early and bounce back to the house. And I don't think well, I don't the good thing about baseball game if you if you miss a couple innings, you don't miss much because they're like four and a half hours right now in the playoffs. I'll tell you what, the, the, I um I had family in last week from New Jersey, and we watched Game One, and that game was done in like three hours and five minutes. Was it a fast it, one? It it blew past. And uh, the game the other day was a little bit slower, but still pretty fast. Yeah. And but because normally you're right, they usually take about. Four and hours I to think, go. The, and it seems like the National League games are a little bit longer just because of the, uh, the a little bit more uh, you know position changes with the the pitcher in the bat uh, having having to bat. And, and stuff. I love the four o'clock starts. Yeah, I don't mind those at all. I wish I wish the. Um was the game yesterday supposed to be at night? That was a night game, yeah. Yeah, the no, Cardinal was... game would have been in the afternoon if they'd have made it, and they were putting right. the Yankees at night. So let's talk a little bit about Major League Baseball playoffs. The Nationals have advanced. They, you know, they just destroyed the Cardinals. Uh, who would have ever thought? And then you know the Yankees Astros. That's a tight series, two one right now. Astros two one, and and um, one game went what into the twelfth. Then yep. even the game the other day was a several times in the game a pitch away from being tied up. Oh yeah, Yankees had a bunch of base runners early and this didn't right. get the big, big hit. Now, the the thing about baseball that's being kind of uh, kind of in the background right now is the lack of home runs in the playoffs after seeing so many home runs in the regular season and you know people are starting to say, "Well, Major League Baseball changed the baseballs again for the playoffs." And you know the the, the conspiracy theorists are out there. Your, your thoughts on that or are you saying better pitching shows up in the playoffs? I mean, think about it. If you're playing 7 games in this Yankees Astros Let's see on the Astros side. You've got Verlander and you have Garrett Cole, and throw in Grinky who can who can be decent. Um, and then on the Yankee side, you've got Masahiro Tanaka, who's the in the playoffs is under two. Yep. You've got uh, Severino, who well even while he's recovering is really good. You've got that bullpen of the Yankees. Um, you also think about the Nationals. You've got Strasburg, Corbin, Scherzer, and, and, and Scherzer. Sanchez. Yeah. I mean, my God, uh, yeah, and that's right in Sanchez. So please, there's not. I don't believe it because even in the Yankee game the other day, the Astros of their runs, three of their four runs were on home runs. And I and I think also you know let's face it on a July third or a May eighth night, you're you're not quite as amped up to pitch. <laughs> well, balls. I I I wonder if balls actually travel better when it's not so cold. Could be because they're more condensed. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I I thought I had heard that it that was true one time, but I'd have to go double check. Makes sense. Um, something about baseball too is that. 
Fox Sports 1 was supposed to be playing Friday night. Oh, yeah. The Northwestern Ohio State, State. football game. Yep. And we all talk about how amazing ratings are for, for football and, of course, for, for Ohio State, which is a top four or five program this year. Yep. Um, a Northwestern is really powerful. You think they can get good ratings, and they bumped it to yeah. the Big Big Ten Network yeah, for the Yankees Astros. Uh, so, yeah, oh yeah, baseball's dead. The only reason baseball doesn't get the ratings is the NFL is they play six games a week, five yeah. games a week. If you had one game a week, and you said that was it, yeah. one or two games, baseball would. I think baseball would be right there with football. And baseball also hits that demo that uh, real advertisers love too, and networks love that older demo that has expendable income, so they can take a little less viewers. But they get the get the quality viewers, and that's one of the things that people always forget about the ratings. Yeah, a twelve year old doesn't buy anything, all right. <laughs> and really, eighteen to twenty fives don't buy a lot. Right, twenty fives to thirty four a little bit. But when you really talk about the money demo, you're talking about the forty five plus, and that's who's watching the baseball playoffs, and that's what baseball cares about. Mostly, yeah, mostly. Well, yeah. and, and there are a lot of young kids. I'm, I'm, finding, I mean, I'm finding more and more they are, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Which I'm not, is, not watch. I'm just talking. You're talking buying. the biggest demographic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, buying the sure. buyers. There's no doubt about it. So I, was, I thought that was kind of interesting that they were going to uh, bump them. It's, uh, yeah, I saw that. Apparently the Big Ten Network has uh, it's, uh, several million fewer possible uh, viewers on this. So it's really a substantial bump down for that. I, I assume that a lot of Ohio State people have access to the Big Ten Network or they would be in an uproar, right? Um, I think I, I, my guess is they will be because we've talked about how networks don't seem to care anymore. No. No one really seems to care. It's like, oh, you don't like it? Tough. What are you yep. going to do? Yep. Uh, well, I'll tell you nowadays what we're going to do. We've got like five different internet channels that we can change to and say, forget about uh, uh, traditional satellite TV and even Hulu or, or YouTube. You don't have it? We're gone. Yep. You're right sports about that. Sports fans, I think, are the most fickle or the most loyal or whatever word you want to say. If you don't have sports for someone, that infer- they don't care about the debate the other day. Uh, if they, don't miss, if they miss a show, eh, they can stream it some other time. But you don't give them live sports when they want that live sports – they're gone. That's like last night. There was no baseball. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Then I found, then I went to NBC Sports Network and they had uh, the uh, doubleheader of hockey on. So I watched hockey, which I usually <laughs> would never watch hockey in October. What, but what were the, the games? It was Penguins and well, you like the Penguins. yeah, I like Penguins fan. It was Penguins who they play Avalanche, which are really they're undefeated. Oh, and then okay. up next was Flyers and somebody, but I couldn't make it up for that one. <laughs> Plus, it's across uh, state rivals there. Who wants to listen to watch the Flyers? There you go, exactly. So, but you know, that's the only live sports that were really on, other than the, unless you wanted to watch the the college. They always have that weird. Wacky Wednesday college football game on. Yeah, like that's good. Yeah, South Alabama and Troy or something was on last night. I'm like, that's eh, not really my cup of tea. Uh, there you go. So other sports things that are going on in your list over there. Well, one thing I think is kind of interesting is that I just started. I don't know if you get the athletic. I forget. I don't no. think. I don't think you get the athletic there. Um, I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> well, you're getting all the news that you need that yeah. you you want to do. But so the athletic has a podcast. They've really started getting into the podcast. And they have one called The Lead. And, I, and, and I'm not a real big podcast person, although I'm starting to get into them more and more because as I'm driving around, I'm going, I'm hearing the same serious 70s and 80s songs. How many times yeah. can I hear them in a row? I like sort of a mix. Hey, like what we have here. Yeah. We have a big mix <laughs> here at, at WAU, which I do like to listen to. Um, but they had one on Big League Chew. Do you, know, do you know the gum, Big League Yeah, Chew? Big League, yeah. We saw it, 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 was it, the it just chew. turned 40 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah? 40 years I'm old. To think. Yeah, because it was probably when I was around Little League-ish when they, that stuff came out. Right, because... Everybody had it. Because I think you're, what, about five years, five, six years? I'm 56. I'm 53, so yeah. Oh, because you're only yeah. about three years. So, so you were still in League I was just out of Little League. I yeah. was 16, I think, when, when it came in. So I would see it and go, 
that looks interesting. But I know if I were like three, four years earlier, oh, yeah. I would have been throwing that in my when mouth were, like uh, oh, anybody, yeah. like a I, ball player. You had to have that in your back pocket for that. That one, the summer it came out, everybody had their big league chew. It was stringy and it was terrible gum, but you know it was so cool at the time. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, a lot of the gum at the time. A bazooka used yeah. to be some of the worst gum. So I, they, they talk about the story in this. If you ever want to, if anybody wants to go to the lead on the athletic, I don't even think you have to have a membership yeah. uh, to get into that, but. I'd, it started in Portland. There was a remember the uh, there was a uh, Kurt Russell's dad owned a team in Portland that Kurt Russell ended up playing oh, baseball really? with. Okay. And then what I didn't realize is that Jim Bouton, after he wrote Ball Four, he was sort of blackballed, so to speak, for a little bit. He went to pitch there for a couple of years, and during this time, there was a guy who had played college ball and his senior year suddenly had this greatest season. Thought I can play, <laughs> and uh, this is in 1970. And goes out there and pitches one game yeah. and gets lit up like never. And goes to the owner and goes. Yeah, I know I just pitched myself off the team. Can I still sell tickets and do everything else that's paying me $10 yeah. a day? And he starts doing that. And then one day he sees a bat boy like throwing this, looks like, chew into his mouth. Yeah. And goes, and uh, goes, you're too young to be doing that. He goes, oh, don't worry. I just chewed, I just uh, shredded a bunch of licorice and put it in there like, a, like it was. And he goes, oh, and he goes, Oh, uh, the light went on. It was like and the a, light a went Forrest on. Gump moment. It was, and he suddenly created this. But he went to Jim Bouton, was involved with this. Now he's a, and he and Jim Bouton became like best buds. Uh, as a matter of fact, Kurt Russell and Jim Bouton, they were talking about him. Going, they didn't feel like they were. They they felt like they wanted to be one of the guys. They were not like, hey, look at who I am. And uh, but anyway, he does that. <laughs> but the thing that was most compelling, and go listen to this because the story's yeah. far better than this. The first year, finally, people, someone said yes to them. I think I don't know if it's Wrigley or whatever. Yeah, I get. In nineteen, what did this been? Nineteen seventy nine, I guess. The first year that Big League Chew was out, how much money do you think? Oh, hundred million dollars in sales. Oh, now you're going crazy. No, it was eighteen million. Oh, I know. I was, oh, okay. I'm thinking since all the way. For the oh, last, oh, oh, I'm no, just this the first year. Oh no, I'm thinking from all the way. Oh, all the way. I bet it's more than that. I don't even yeah. know. I, yeah, you got to be eighteen times. That's probably the worst year. You're probably talking maybe a billion dollars. Maybe half, yeah. So okay. apparently there's seven different flavors nowadays. <laughs> I don't know. They were talking about the podcast, but eighteen and a half million dollars in the first year. That's wild. and they said to give you a comparison, the Cubs at that year were valued at twenty point five million. Wow. Big league chief. Isn't that crazy? It's <laughs> a, I, I love stories like that. That is a good story. And if you want to hear some really cool stories like that, not all of them were just, uh, I mean, about big league chiefs, some about yeah, that's players. Cool, that's that's go to the lead. It's, yeah. it's, I love the fact. I was telling my students the other day, I'm just so jealous of my students and that, hey, we saw my newspapers dying and everything. It's just where you're reading that. It's not how you're reading them. Right. I'm just like, this. there's more opportunities now than when we were younger in media. You can do so much. Like talking to the students over at Lakeland, you know, they're doing. They're doing shows, uh, weekly shows on the, on the football teams and doing a broadcast. We've got kids here doing it with Rob and other people. And, I mean, there's so many options to do that and go online and, and websites. And it's just a great time to go into journalism. I know people are saying it's not, but it, I think it's just this is like a golden age, so to speak. It's and not the golden age of newspapers, but it's the golden age of news organizations. Yeah, and it's, and it's really just starting because you don't know where all this stuff's going to lead. And I think the next decade will be far better. I really do. I think people are going to find a way to make some money on this. They're starting to right now. Yep, I think you're exactly right. Uh, what else is going on? We have, I saw where ESPN, I, I don't understand why ESPN let this out. The ESPN Sunday Night Baseball crew, which has been under siege for the last couple of years because A-Rod and Versigian and, and Jessica Mendoza, they said they may blow it up, but they're going to give the certain thing, to the, they're going to go one more year with those three. So why would you say you're thinking about blowing it up? But hey, we're going to give you one more year. So those they're going to be under the microscope next year. Some of them know they're going to be, you know, 
possibly gone. But then they announced, but A-Rod is safe. So basically they're saying Matt Versi- I'm so terrible at saying his name. Versi- Matt Versesian. Versesian. And Jess Mendoza. More than likely this year, next 2020 will be your last year on Sunday Night Baseball. Unless you do really good somehow, and then we're going to get I just don't understand why this stuff gets out. Do you? Is that sort of like going to the restaurant and they say, you know, the veal has really been horrible, yeah. but 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 give it a try anyway. Yeah. Give it a try anyway. You know, it's it's not the best. I thought there were some flies in the cheese, but you know, I, I would I would go buy it for it next year. I would go go <laughs> eat it tonight. Um, I don't I don't know what the analogy would be because I'm very unimpressed with all of them. Like I'm really impressed by. A-Rod's knowledge of baseball, I think, is really good. I would really like to see him as a GM. I think he would be a far better GM or president than Jeter. Than Jeter, I really do. We'll see. I know maybe Jeter's got this master plan that none of us are too stupid to see, but it's been it's been horrible so far. Well, I don't see how I, I don't think the Marlins can compete the way that division is set up right now. I mean, I know the Nationals are old, but the the Mets are an up and coming team. The Phillies are still going to be better. They got rid of their coach. Uh, the Braves are going to continue for a while. So I mean, I, how do the Marlins even eke their way in? I don't get it. Well, they way overpaid for the team, so they got rid of three all-star outfielders, an all-star catcher, and they had some other great players. All they needed was two pitchers. If they could have put together two more pitchers, they could have won that division last year. It's crazy. Much less maybe this year, too. Or at least it'd be a wild card, you know. Um, I I, I like A-Rod's knowledge. I've I've seen him in documentaries, and players talk about how much he really helps them. Maybe he'd be a great coach, to tell you the truth. I don't think he wants to wear a uniform like that. It would make him look messed up. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Matt Versagian, I think, has I always liked him on MLB on, on the shows that he's been there. I think he does a, a I, yo- I think he all. does a yeoman's job on. I don't think he draws me in, but he doesn't kick me out. Um, I do, I'm not as high on. Um, I think Jessica Mendoza does a really good job, but I don't think any one of them are bad. I think they're bad. To, I don't think they're not as good together. Cohesive is that? Yeah. Does that well, make sense? Because I really like Mendoza. I mean, she 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 comes in with some really good perspectives. Yeah, they don't let her talk enough. But my whole point yeah. is, do you really I watch? Agree. I don't watch Sunday Night Baseball to what they are what they are going to say or tell me about baseball. Isn't the reason I'm watching? You're watching because if it's an interesting matchup. And you're watching what's on the field, right? I mean, I don't. The announcers to me in baseball on the TV on a Sunday night are not that important in the in, in the scheme of things to me. That these people all worry about that. They're, oh, they're not as good as the old Joe Morgan and I can't think of his name. Do, do you feel uh, it was John, uh, John John Miller? John Thank Miller. You, yeah. Do you feel like I enjoy? I wish they would get radio people doing TV. Yeah, like they used to. They bring in the Joe Bucks and the I love, Jack yeah, I love radio. So, for example, when I'm listening to radio, and 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 I do feel like they make a difference. What what makes a difference for oh, me on is, radio? It's a hundred degrees, isn't today. it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I think because uh, I was listening to the Toronto Blue Jays people one day because that's all I could get was and I, you know, with the MLB.com yeah. subscription, I couldn't watch it. I could only listen because I really love John Sterling and and Susie Waldman. Those two, Susie Wallman is, is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. And John, I'm John, only talking about TV when I say this. They, they don't. The radio guys draw in. It's like the you know the Reds announcer Marty Brennerman retired after 46 years. And if you've listened in here, you can get WLW at night. It's AM 700. Can you really? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and and you know Marty Brennerman's just been a staple on Reds broadcast when you're traveling through the area at night. Uh, it'll be weird not to hear him out there. Just like it's weird still not to hear Jack Buck on on KMOX, and it's weird not to hear you know the Harry Carries or the Steve Stones on right. some of the stations anymore. Yeah, yeah. A great radio announcer, you know Vince Scully for the, for the Dodgers. But you to, but you mentioned some people that have done TV, don't you think that they would translate well to... Because what, what, what do you want from broadcast? Because what I want is stories. I like the stories. I love the storytelling. And preparation. 
That's the key thing. Stories, and they're, pre- they're prepared for the broadcast. So do you feel the Sunday Night Baseball crew I have the stories? I think they don't do stories. There's not near enough That's stories. what I think they're missing, because yeah. I think they're way prepared. Oh, they're prepared. Mendoza they, knows what she's saying. A-Rod knows what she's doing. And they get all those yeah. stats packed all the time. They have people like that's all they do at ESPN. My favorite part of the show, to tell you the truth, is when they kick it to the field for Buster Olney. Yeah. I mean, listen to his podcast. He has some great stories. I, I, know. I know. I keep forgetting that you have been yeah, blocked yeah. from him. But I guess but, so. I, I wonder, I'm probably not blocked from his podcast. You know, right, right, exactly. But, I mean... He, he he does a great job the same way when you kick it down to Dom, Tom Vertucci, yeah. like for F, Fox Sports. And this girl on Fox is Shahadi, the one that did the – she's good. I don't even know who she was until this year, Lauren Shahadi. Yeah, she's, wow. she's, she's real solid. Really good. I mean, and, and very confident, and I just – she gets the stories. I, yeah, I love the uh, – the, uh, the stories. The, the stories that, you know, that they tell and the, and the neat stuff behind some of them. But that's so. really surprising for ESPN. Something else for ESPN, I think – I think we look at the, the times here is that – they just gave, <coughs> excuse me, they just gave a uh, extension to their MMA reporter. And normally I'm going, why is that news? Well, he also does a show and a podcast and things like that. But the thing is that they're going into those areas because they're growing a little bit more Yay. than some other sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> but but that's the nature oh, of, it's of all sports. Guy, I understand. You've, it's the sports it's become... that aren't getting covered. I mean, like for, for our website and the, and, and the Facebook page that we do, our biggest views are the sports like – when you go out there for the fresh soft football, that has some of the best, you know, views and Next interaction. Monday, I'll have a story. That's right, another one there on there, and and also when um, cross country, which yeah. doesn't get covered a whole. Oh lot. yeah, that's the, the, those are the ones that's going to be the meat and potatoes. Of that so we're about out of time, so we have to get to. Hey, w- okay. The, uh, the Walking Dead. Recap. Oh yes, The Walking Dead. All right, Joe. We're if, now talking about the ratings for the show. I'm right? not talking about the ratings. I. I am going to say this. If it wasn't for this show and our promise to you great listeners and viewers out there that we would do the Walking Dead recap, it might be time just to say I'm no longer recording on AMC on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock because what I watched this past week was the singular worst episode in the Walking Dead franchise's history. Absolutely mind-numbingly boring idiotic, stupid, why they would ever think this should be an episode is beyond my capacity to even think. I'm not even going to get into the details because the details are basically this. They're telling us the backstory of two people we don't care about or don't care about, don't really want to care about, and it was just monotonous. There, I'm done. Your turn. <laughs> well, yeah, I know I know that you were displeased with it. I, I, I think I... I agree with you on almost everything that you said there. Uh, I don't think it's the worst, because they've had some bad ones. But uh, it's up there. It's up there. No, I, I agree. I don't, maybe it is. It's, G- give me one that's worse. Uh, I'll have to think. There was a couple of years ago, there were some seasons where they were doing backstories uh, and some do, other yeah. characters. It's always backstories. It's always that. that, that. I don't want backstories. The best... Like I tell my right, students in class, keep the backstory in the background. You know, if you... If, speaking of background, that computer right, the computer's decided, on again. This, it's gonna, uh, it, it knows what time we're in here. I, I, I really don't care about Alpha. I, I'm, I'm intrigued, but I would only be intrigued if she came in character. My big problem is you have some main characters, and I watch it for the main characters, and we're not learning about them. I want to know more about the main primary characters on the show. You, you, they're trying to make it so, so much of an ensemble that it's, it's beyond ensemble. Like, oh. The best ensemble shows you've had, like Cheers, MASH, Seinfeld, uh, yeah. Seinfeld. These Friends, you know, all, all those four comedies in particular are really good because there's so many characters. And I cared backstories about them, then you could dive deeper, 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 deeper. But 
I don't care about all these peripheral people. Like if they did one in Friends about what's the guy behind the bar? Uh, oh, the blonde haired. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I want to call him Otto, but it was yeah. like something. It was a German name. I really don't care about his backstory. I want to care. I care when he interacts with the people here. Or if it was one minute of a thirty-minute episode of Friends, and they gave him backstory. But they, the Walking Dead, dedicated Gunter, Gunter, dedicated an entire hour, and there was I didn't find anything interesting about it. It was just okay. This is how they met. Great. Can we get to? surviving in the apocalypse. Can we get to Michonne's last year? So basically, in Michonne's last season, there's an episode she doesn't appear. I, I want to I see more of her before she goes away. I just, I, I just don't get what the writers are thinking. And do they? I, obviously, they don't care about the fans because if they had let any fan interest in, they would say, I'm sh- I, and you read any of these blogs and all this, but I wouldn't. So t- I, I don't really read a whole lot of blogs. Did you hear, have you read much about what the reaction I, to this it's episode all like, was? Why, why, would, why did we do this? What was this show? Did, why, did it, why, why do we want to care about these two? I mean, the only thing that you want these people, these two people to do is to basically to go away, right? I mean, we don't want them interfering with our heroes, so we want them to go away. So the backstory to me is just, it's mind-numbingly boring. It, you know, it, it makes no sense. Plus, we don't know how much time has elapsed from the last show yeah. to this, because I, I, I was sort of intrigued by the first show, I have to say. I know you weren't as high I on wasn't it. terrible. I mean, I was a little disappointed overall, but I, just, I don't like time jump stuff, and it was just kind of... right. They went from being in heads on a stake to now they're eating fish out of the sea, just you know, like like nothing happened. But whatever, well, we can live with the time jump and go forward. But the second one was just uh, terrible. Now I will say that they keep shooting the preview, and where they scam us on is the previews. They say on upcoming episodes of The Walking Dead, yeah. and they put a montage of all this good stuff that's happening. But we'll see, you know, that's the thirty seconds good stuff from every show. Yeah, and that's what it basically is. So we'll see what happens next week. But man, this was just I don't know. It was just I, I was so di- it's more disappointing because here's what's happening. Is you you mentioned The Walking Dead? Go back five years ago. You mentioned The Walking Dead. You'd have like twelve people come up to you. And, hey, you hear about this? Now you mentioned The Walking Dead in my class. Is that still on? <laughs> not one kid watches it. No, not one student in my class of nineteen watched it. If I'd have said that four or five years ago, I would have. We could have conversations for hours because they've turned it into a soap opera. Yep, and, they, and, and they've diminished it. I think for me, watching that last show, I started thinking the best. Example for how this show is is Daryl and Carol. They don't seem to care anymore, and they want to leave. Yeah, that's. I think that's emblematic of of what's going yeah. on in the show. Is that you know they don't have that passion anymore when they do it. I feel I feel like it's perfunctory because because <clears throat> what I think what Daryl and Carol are trying to say is just you can't live. There's no you can't really do what you used to do in the world anymore. They they don't like this just fishing and hanging out and keep, you know staying behind the lines. They want to go out and explore, and that's what I think the fans of the Walking they Dead said. They, is there more than this? Yeah, and we all want to know is there more than yeah, this? And that's, because we don't want this. So it's <laughs> like they know, but they just want to keep putting out a crap show. I don't know. It's very frustrating. It's, very frustrating. It, it, joke. it is. Oh, I agree completely because I watched it. Myself, I felt like it was a perfunctory thing I had to do for the show because well, and, and I just did. I just I was like, okay. If you remember last Sunday night, the Steelers were on, so I watched the Steelers game first, and then you get over to like ten, ten thirty. Is that, is that the, against the Bengals? Chargers, Chargers? Oh, the Charger game. That's and right. so then I turned on the Walking Dead, and so I went and stayed up a little later. And I usually do to watch this, and I'm sitting there going, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. I don't care about the you know, and, the, and then oh, that's it. That's all that happened. And I was sitting there, my just looking at the ceiling, going. Oh, I can't wait till we recap this show. At least I can let some energy out. So we're way over time. We'll get out of here. We'll be back next week. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. Have a great day, everybody. 
And welcome, everybody, to the Sports Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is show 133. All kinds of stuff going on in the world of sports because basically every sport's playing right now when you think about it. Hockey, yeah, basketball, football, baseball, college football. College basketball is in uh, preseason or practice. You know, So everything's going on right now. So, But we'll start with, uh, I guess we have to start with baseball. Lots of stuff going on. We'll start with the World Series. Uh, thoughts on game one. And then uh, the Astros are making news um, in other ways other than losing game one of the World Series. Well, there's a couple of things with baseball. Um, uh, did you see the report in New York Times at all? I, I just caught it a little bit, some of it yesterday. They ran a story about which sport is the most popular. Everybody's trying to figure that out. And in the report, they talked about attendance, and uh, they did all kinds of cool things, actually. If you have a chance, yeah. go on New York Times and, 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 and type in baseball. It's from yesterday. And so, for example, one of the things they, they learned was that in Colorado – the Rockies are much more searched on Google searches than are the Broncos. And they did color-coded maps as to uh, searches that people yeah. do for sports and how many people go to it. And, and what you see is things that probably some of it's obvious we've talked about is that NFL is a national sport. Yep. Baseball is a regional sport. And again, they bring it up, of course, since the World Series is that, for example, the Yankees lost. I didn't watch game one last night. I didn't. I did. I just did. I was so angry. <laughs> yeah, I get. I mean, and I I checked in, but it wasn't. I didn't find it interesting when it's two teams. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that you just there's there's no other than Jose Altuve, who is a little tiny guy. He's the only one a player that really appeals to even watch because he's just overcome so much. Everything else to me is I I just this is not an exciting World Series. I don't like either team. Uh, I definitely don't like Washington for sure. And the Astros are—they're a National League team in the world I grew up in, so it may, that kind of messes it with everything. Still feels as well. odd that they're yeah. in the American League. I know for us old timers. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so it's not—it was a decent game by all accounts, five-four. Five-four, and that's one. I'm yeah. pulling for the Nats. You know, they haven't won in what a hundred years or something like <laughs> yeah. that if, ever. Yeah, I don't know if it was Walter Johnson. Yeah. Um, so baseball is this regional sport, and and you know we, we like to judge sports based on their national figures as far as TV ratings and nothing beats you know the the Super Bowl of course but each week in the NFL if you would count up how many people watch Major League Baseball I think in the 32 markets is it right 32 markets yeah. for baseball um, I think in yeah. 24 of them they're the number one show if not number two in their market and in every area, it's the number one cable show. Every single one. Yeah. And so think about this. Baseball is 162 games. NFL is 16. You say, oh, well, they get more attendance. But how? I don't, I don't think football, if they went over 28 weeks, are going to have these types of numbers for football. So imagine if the NFL went over 28 to 30 weeks. Uh, you're not going to get the same TV ratings for them because then it's diluted. It's not 16 games. It's now 28 games. And are you going to show up for 28, 14 home games for that? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, and I don't think it's fair to say that for the football either. It's two different sports. I think if the fo NFL is uh, football is 1A, baseball is definitely 1B in this country, even though it gets ripped on a whole lot. What do you, I, th what do you I, think? I, I think so. I think football is by far the most watched overall and the most popular. I think part of it is, is because we all know the players in football. You know what I'm saying? 32 teams, you know who the quarterbacks are, probably of all 32 teams. You know who the superstars are. Baseball has that super – the superstars don't stand out as much because, again, in football, if you fail 70% of the time, you're not on the team. Right. Where in baseball, you get a lot of people fail, and you think about the – you know, 
baseball right now, everybody's talking about, oh, it's going to be a great pitching matchup. It's going to be pitchers, pitchers, pitchers. Well, to me, I would not, I wouldn't, that would not have been my selling point for baseball <laughs> because that right, means right. low runs, uh, you know, and less offense and less, you know, action. And so, uh, but yeah, baseball is always going to have that, that the, the, the watchability. It's not going to be what football is. But I think if you, when you compare apples to oranges, like, or apples to apples, like you just did, right. it makes sense that, you know, that they're, the eyeballs are about even. And really what I think baseball also last night was really mad about was the NBA expanded their season and opened up on uh, game one of the World Series. And I heard the NBA was not happy at all, or Major League Baseball, baseball. was not happy at all with the NBA for opening up with those two games last night. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things, but you know, it's competition. You talked about national levels, um, so baseball players are well known in their region. So if you're in Atlanta, kind of interesting is that when they Atlanta is one of those teams that the Falcons actually had a national fall. You'd think it would be the Braves after all those years of being CBS, yeah. But they also, for some reason, oddly had a national outside of the just little area there as far as people following them. The Braves certainly did too. But Mike Trout. He's the Mike, Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron, you pick it of our generation. Yeah. He's the best player here. Um, nationally, 43% of people have heard of Mike Trout because he plays for a crappy team. Uh, even though it's a big market, L.A., it's on the West Coast, which is another thing against him. And they're the number two team in that market, too. And they're the number team in that market. So if, if Mike Trout had been playing in New York, everybody knew who Derek Jeter was, the they win the World yeah. Series. Big market, East Coast, World Series. Trout has none of those, uh, whereas Tom Brady, 91% of them, because football is broadcast nationally. When was the last time you watched an Angels game? Which, well, I mean, maybe... Never? Um, <laughs> when, when they, they win the World, I, the World I watch them when they play the Yankees every yeah. year. I, I'll, see, so I'm not, I'll see two or three games. Yeah. See, I'm not an American League fan. To me, it's it's the watered-down version of baseball. So <laughs> uh, it really is. I mean, it's, there's not near and near as much, you know, you know, you don't have to be as smart of a, of a manager to, to manage. I disagree with well, that. Well, you're just happy to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't have near the amount of moves. And there, there's games in the American League where there's no moves. There's no double switches because there's no need for them. Where the National League, almost every game, there's a double switch or a move. And, and because of that pitcher batting makes some strategy come into play where in the nat in the American League there just isn't that much strategy. It's all pitcher, 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 where there's no you don't involve any of the position players for switching in and out. Yeah, I've always thought that that was overrated. I think that is a part of the game, but it's just one of many, many parts of them. I mean, managing your clubhouse, I think it takes some smarts and intelligence, managing your rotation, managing the players. There's no doubt that that one element is missing in the American League, but I don't mind that the same way. I don't want two-way players in football. and I don't You don't want two-way players in football? I don't. See, I think that's where I the NFL... I don't at all. I, don't, I think that's where the NFL has messed up for years. I don't understand why all these players don't... If you're really good at something, why do you only play one side of the ball? I've yet to, I've, I don't understand why there's not been more or Brian Jordans and Deion Sanders and, and and like the kid that's playing quarterback now for the Saints who plays three or four positions on offense. If you're a really good athlete, I, I don't I, I've yet to figure out why the NFL says you can't because there's so much downtime in the NFL. It's not like players are getting hot, tired. Now I understand the injury factor. You know you don't want to well, put your linebacker right. at, at tight or tight end, but man, I I, I don't I, but it's not going to happen because one thing about football. The old school philosophy never changes it. They're always going to yeah. do things oh, by that philosophy, and, and it just will not change. Oh, no doubt about it. There's uh, changes. People don't want to change anything anywhere, it seems yeah. like. Now, the, the Astros lost game one last night, but the big story coming out of Houston is this Sports Illustrated, uh, the vice president of the Astros, you know, saying oh. that he really was 
happy that Robert Asuna was on the team and Asuna's the one who added domestic abuse charges and there was a writer who wore a purple bracelet which is a, is a you know anti-domestic abuse and all this stuff's going on but basically we, we've talked about this too forever you, you, if you just own stuff you get yes. out of it <laughs> just you, own you can't it. lie to get out of a lie because you just dig yourself deeper Astros yeah, we've talked about it at Bradley University up the road. I'm trying to think. I mean, God, what, we've, there's, there's so many cases out there. So this is the most recent one where this reporter for who covers the Astros wears the purple band, as you yeah. mentioned. And every time there was a story about Osuna, Osuna closing on her social media, she would throw out a tweet saying, hey, domestic abuse hotline, here it is, call it, you know, yeah. which is a great thing to do. Yeah. Um, and the Astros weren't the only one to do it. I mean, on the other side of the... Uh, of the of the dugouts there, you know, Raldis Chapman had been um, uh, suspended for yeah. the, a similar domestic abuse situation. Not exactly the same, but but yeah. they both were. And um, so I'm trying to think. Matt Matt Gill, who is a uh, teacher of public relations here at the college, he and I were chatting. He's a big sports person, and we were trying to figure out what, what drove what drove him to say. Because he, he consciously, the VP for the Astros, looked at the woman and was he was yelling, thank God we got Osuna and everything, because he was angry that she had been tweeting about domestic abuse all the way. And, and he got so angry, and then they had a, a mea culpa, and then they went, yeah, it didn't happen. In front of media. In front uh, of, of media this happened. And then a few people were trying to say, well, the media is just sticking together. No, they're not going to do that ever because the media people would actually love another story to come out of a side story. It was just, it happened, and everybody said the same thing, and they and they watched it happen. If they would have just said, hey, we made a mistake, he got whatever, and you know we, we own it, we apologize, and move on. But no, they tried to lie, the lie, the cover-up, and now you the Astros look like complete morons. Everybody is voting. If, if, you, if you don't know who to root for right now, there's a good chance you're rooting against the Astros right now. Yeah. The same way Bradley was probably, what, the, the first 15th or 16th seed in the country that everybody went, I hope they lose. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's... so this is... And, I, the, and the thing about it is, the Astros were kind of one of those teams that you know had that that come out of nowhere, lost 100 games five years in a row, or whatever, and kind of had the neat stories. And then the Cardinals, you know, tried to you know break into their all that stuff that happened. <laughs> right, so they had right. a lot of goodwill in baseball, but you know how it can go fast. And I think it went fast. It's this gone. Week. I think it's but, absolutely gone. Like uh, someone was tell- saying earlier to me, going, "Just give me a reason not to like someone, and I'll do it." Yeah. You know, it's and mostly in the world we live today because people turn on people fast. You know, and but yeah. if you don't know who to root for, why would you root for anything that's this egregious? I mean, he was yelling and screaming, and it was he. Then he said, anyway, "I didn't say it." And then my 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 social media blew up yesterday because some people I know, I know Tyler Kepner for you and Mark Kerrigan, yeah. and both of those guys and several other people. I'm going, they're going. I saw this. I saw this. Uh, I'm surprised somebody didn't record it. On you know, and, well, but you know, no, it is surprising no one did that. Um, but. Awesome is AWSM. It's the Association for Women in Sports Media. It's just an amazing organization. Uh, we've we've had their their events. Um, it's part of a national conference that we run. It's it's pretty much a bunch of, uh, of professional women. You can be a male to be a part of it. But it's Association of Women for Sports Media. The challenges they've had. Uh, yeah. ESPN did this great nine for nine series, and one of them was talking about all the women through the years, and the, you know how they were locked out of World Series by Dick Williams back in the day, and. Uh, when he was, I think, with the Padres and all, yeah. and, and I think it was the A's actually, but yeah, no, no, at the time it was the Padres okay. when they won the World okay. Series that right. year against. Uh, but you're right, he was mostly yeah. the A's. Uh, so the, they they put out a statement 
Think about this. Is you're in the middle of the World Series, <laughs> your premier game, the event that you want everybody to focus on, and what are people talking about? The Astros and this. So t- just today, uh, the Association of Women in Sports Media said they're dismayed by the remarks uh, made to Stephanie Epstein about Sports Illustrated. Her claims, which have been corroborated by multiple witnesses, should be taken seriously and investigated. As a watchdog organization, we demand fair treatment and positive workplace environment for women working in the field. Awesome supports all women covering the MLB MLB and clubhouses across the country. We call on the Astros to retract their statement, claiming the report is fabricated and attacking the integrity of a female journalist who already is a subject to extreme social attacks for simply doing Because she got attacked you know, on social media for, oh, you women. And I'm just yeah. like, what? The Astros did all that. So yeah, the I know, Astros are going to now have to retract it. They're probably going to have to fire someone. I would. I would absolutely. Someone has to be well, fired. Well, he's an assistant vice president, so he's not like he's the, the lead scout or anything, right? He or the PR. Whoever said, yeah. it didn't you happen. don't call this fake and make, you know, that, yeah. that's. Now, to be fair, we do want to, I do want to say one thing. A.J. Hinch, the, the Astros manager, he is the one Astro, man, the one Astro management person who did step up and say the right thing. His statement last night after the game was classy, and he, he basically said that he doesn't stand for this, and he, he expects more out of his team going forward. And if you could, if you, I wish I had his comments. I'll hear no, I, I read him you this read morning, him. yeah. He, he was pretty classy, and, and I will give him credit he is a for stepping guy. up. He's, he... But the rest of the Astros, as far as I'm concerned right now, you know that, that's just, yeah. And I'm also going to say this. I'm willing to bet 90-plus percent of that Astros folks working there agree My... the same way. So why in the heck do you go ahead and hide yet again and say it was fake? We're okay. Well, in the world oh we live now, my God! And in the world we live now, where this is such prevalent, it's so prevalent, and that when you know these things happen, that you know what you need to do, and to, you know, and it's just amazing to me that they would try to do this. So I'm yeah. not, am- I'm not amazed anymore. Oh yeah, you're right. Wrong choice of word. It's just, but I, you're I, right. I'm it, with you on that. It's just, just like, like what? You just, you just, you just shake your head. You're just like, no, you can't do that. Just own it, suspend the game. Or you know what you would really sink if you're that assistant vice president? You can't go to any World Series games. You're, you're done. You're not going to any World Series games, and then we'll evaluate your position. Because that's what those people live for when you think about it, is to get to those games and be able to travel with the team for a week and a half. No, you're done. You're, you're, we're sending you home. You have no responsibilities for the next week and a half while the World Series is going on, and then we're going to evaluate you. Step up and do something like that. But no. No, let's let's say it didn't happen. Still haven't retracted it, and now again, world. I, I, and what stinks is for like guys like Joe Buck tonight. Instead of focusing on the game, they're going to have to take a minute out of that pregame show, or the or somewhere. I'm sure they're say, angry about yeah, this. Yeah, because too. they don't want to do this stuff. You know, you don't. No, I mean, I think they're angry about what happened. Oh too, yeah, yeah, in general. But then you have to kind of you know deviate from the, your you know, you get in the broadcast mode. I was listening to an interview the other day with Joe Buck, and he goes, you know, it's sometimes you just you're ready because it's so much fun, and when these things happen, it just it just takes away from it. And you absolutely. Know, and so it's just the dumbness. So the Astros, well, and, and I don't, I don't think that I, I'm with you. I don't think that you should have this knee jerk reaction about hiring or firing. But I'm leaning towards someone's probably going to need to get their head uh, <laughs> uh, handed to them after this takes place. Who I don't know which of the people or what, because the Astros could have just as easily said, you know what, this was stupid. 
We're going to suspend them, like you said. In addition to that, we are going to have next year, we're going to have a domestic violence day. Uh, we are going to go out there and uh, we're going to dev- spend money and resources to help domestic violence in the Houston area. And There's so many things they could have done. I mean, it's not the same Which as... Which they're going to do now, but it's not going to look... Oh, it, it, it doesn't matter yeah, now. It it's like, yeah, bag. you're just doing this to try to... But they could have done that immediately saying, oh my God, this is horrible. I can't believe one of our employees did that. Because people would say, you don't have control over what everybody says at every time. But when they, as an organization, went behind this guy, they lost all. Well, and, all, and even when they signed the Asuna guy, they, you know, you, you, you automatically take a public relations hit there. And you pretty much, I would think, now to put yourself in the Astros' shoes here, if you sign Asuna, there almost should be a memo going out. You know, whatever he does, good or bad, no comment on anything. Just, you know, we're, we understand the situation. But, no, this guy went out and basically said, Screaming, we love him, we love him. like And uh, yelling at the woman yeah. and looking straight at her because she's angry that she's been tweeting all those domestic yeah. violence things on top of doing a really good job yeah. as, in covering the team. So, just, so. <laughs> what, what were they th- you know what were that? What were they thinking? That'd be a new, new. That should be a new segment on our show, Joe. What, what were, were they, they thinking? thinking right. Man. Absolutely. All right. I, and, and in this situation, I'm more amazed. Not that some moron says something stupid in a bad situation. I'm more amazed that the Astros went behind it. Yeah, it's the it's the double. It's this the is a very up. Trumpian thing that's happening where. You know, we're going to say things and then say it didn't happen, even though you saw it happen, but it didn't happen. I'm just like, I, really, I mean, I keep saying I don't want to get politics in here, but actually I do. You do. Uh, I do. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, what's happening in the White House and national politics affects everything else in the world. And that's, again, something that Matt was saying, going, God, someone needs to do research to find out how much any president affects the way policies are and PR and everything across the country. When you see people that can say anything and without any retribution, it does fall, it, it filters down. Don't oh, you think? oh yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right, let's switch subjects. Uh, the Chicago Cubs today announced David Ross from ESPN and uh, former catcher for the Cubs in Major League Baseball is their new manager. Kind of a shocker in terms, I, I think most people thought that Ross would need to go somewhere and get a couple years experience in the minors or as a dugout coach or somebody, but straight from uh, retirement to Booth, and he's really good in the Booth, and now he's going to be the manager of the Chicago Cubs who have a lot of work to do over the winter to try to finalize that roster. But uh, I think people in general like Ross, but I think there's a little tentativeness uh, of whether or not he should be a manager for a team that's really a, still a contending, you know, World Series contending baseball team right now. Your thoughts on David Ross? I, I don't – Nowadays, I don't know that it matters. I mean, look at Aaron Boone. He's won 103 games, I mean, over 100 games two years in a row. I mean, granted, he grew up in, in a baseball situation. His dad, maybe both dads were managers, um, and he's been around it, and he was in the booth a little bit longer. But nowadays, the, the whole idea of managing is so much different, just like coaching, just like when we were getting yeah. coached up. You know, it was like, go do that, yell. Not that coaches were always jerks. Then they, they usually weren't, but it was a different approach to it. Nowadays... It's it's a it's a lot different situation, and I think they're looking for people to be somewhat peers and not just dads. Like Joe Torre back in the day of the Yankees, he managed a lot different than Aaron, Aaron Boone. Like I thought, Aaron Boone's done a great job. I mean, there's some things in the postseason. I think we all say, "Oh, well, why do you do that? Why do you do that?" He he did a fine job. You won 100 games two years in a row. You're you're doing yeah. okay. You get to the ALCS. You're doing okay, even if you lose we, it in six and, games. And your star player doesn't want to play, so that doesn't help either. Yeah, so. and a couple of players <laughs> don't want to play. So um, I think David Ross, my suspicion is that Ross I think he's will be, be okay. good for at least half next season, the beginning. Um, and maybe even if he does well, maybe for a couple of seasons. 
And if he learns and grows the right way, he may be a coach for a long time, and catchers tend to do a lot better than any other position. Yeah. Well, and I think he'll also go out and get a former major league manager to be like the bench coach, so he has that guy to lean on. Oh, I just think like Russell, the Yankees. Yeah, yeah he'll be the motivate, he can motivate people. The, the weird thing about it is when you've played with somebody, now you're managing them. That's the that's, odd thing. That's what I, I sometimes wonder about there. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Cubs also have some professional, you know, some of their leaders, Rizzo and Bryant, will step up. But it's going to be weird when you've when you've been in the the trenches with somebody, and all of a sudden that person now is telling you what you have to do on a daily basis. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot different. It is that different. Is a, it's, it's, I, it's, I I would if I'm going to lean one way, I'm going to lean. I'm going to buy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to be in. I think that this is going to be something that it'd be pretty good. I, at the same time, I think Joe Madden is going to doing a he's going to do a great job. Um, Can he turn Mike Trout into a playoff contender out there in L.A.? Well, it all comes down to if they sign Garrett, Garrett Cole, Cole <laughs> and another pitcher yeah. and another hitter. They need, to, they need to hire. I mean, because managers are good, and they really can make a huge difference in a team. Uh, but you need to. You need also have. You still have to have some horses talent. to ride. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's you know. Phil Jackson is, is a prime example. Everybody's well. Anybody could have won Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Well, maybe, but he also mm, he yeah. understood how I, to deal. I wouldn't have won with. He Michael understood Jordan. how to deal with the Jordan and and the and the Jordan rules and what Jordan expected of his teammates. So it's easy to say from sitting here in Central Illinois. Uh, other things in your mind, Mr. Joe. Um, I'm just this time of year. I'm just just thinking about what people are watching. You know, it's uh, plenty of choices. Uh, yeah, because my it was funny because my, my daughter came up to me this weekend and said out of the blue, "Hey, I want to start following a hockey team." <laughs> Tell her the Penguins. I said anybody but no. I told them. I told her sure. Who? There's no one nearby. Um, you went blues, didn't you? You jumped I, on the bandwagon, didn't you, Joe? I didn't jump on the bandwagon. I just said. I would be who whichever team I live closest to. I've been to the, I've been to two hockey games in the last five years. Joe, who know which team I root for more than anything? Uh, I, I grew up sort of a Rangers fan, but I, but but a really light one. I root for the Preds, Preds more than anything because oh. I've been to two Preds games in the last right. three years. If I had been to some Blues games, maybe I'd there. If I were in Pittsburgh, I'd be rooting for the. I want to I want to see. So why'd you tell your daughter, Joe? I told her I'm not going to root for one. <laughs> Now you were leading up to a great close. Huh? No, I said I'm not going to, but I would root for it if we lived like within an hour of a team. If I live an hour within Pittsburgh, Chicago, the Preds, I'd be going to these games because I love hockey. I, you know, I was talking to a friend Brian Poulter, and he was we were talking <laughs> about hockey, and um, he's a he's a he's a bigger hockey fan than I am. He follows the the the, uh, the Badgers. I wish we had hockey up the road in University of Illinois because I would be the team I would be. I would be rooting for University of Illinois hockey. I mean, oh, well, it's coming. Knock on wood. I know, but it sounds t- like it's take coming. a few years. But I yeah. would love to see live hockey. I love live hockey. I was a ticket holder for the old Orlando Solar Bears in the <laughs> International <laughs> Hockey League in Florida. And I mean, we I went to we I was in on some season tickets. I went to eight to twelve games a year. It was That's just awesome. fantastic. Um, I would gladly root for the Penguins if that was closer okay. to them. It's just like it's tough. Just watch them on TV to get uh, yeah, as excited it's about not, it. Hockey's a lot more fun when it gets toward the end of the season and playoffs. Uh, Monday night, the Do- the Dodgers. Monday night, Monday night football had Sam Darnold uh, mic'd up, and this right. this kind of made a bunch of news about. Uh, he went to the sidelines and told him told his coaches he was seeing a bunch of ghosts out there, and people are uh, the Jets fans and Jets players and Jets management are all mad because this bit of news got out because it was broadcast on the game. Am I missing something here, or, or is everybody making a real big deal about something that I don't even understand? 
why it's a big deal. Well, I think it's because uh, people are realizing that he sees the truth, and there's actually people who are, who have died walking among us that the government has been trying so to I'm hide being serious for many, the many, entire many years. show and I answer your questions. Then I ask you a serious question and you don't have the retrib- you don't retribute me. That's not very nice. <laughs> okay. Here's the reason I did that. I don't have a clue what he's saying and that's I, what I, I mean. does anybody know what seeing ghosts means? I I I, I was hoping you were gonna I don't, tell I, me. No. I didn't know if he meant I'm seeing older players who shouldn't be here or if he's going insane, or what, or if there's actually ghosts that we're not seeing. I, I, really, I, I, I don't know what it no means. No one's explained this yet. But, but when you say something crazy or weird like that, we're going to talk about it. That's what I it, have no problem. I don't have any problem with us talking about yeah. it here and other places. I don't think it's going to rip in anybody, but... What what was he saying? See what I would. Yeah. I really want to know because this is where a PR person could have really turned this on his in his favor if they just said, "Hey, what would what did you mean?" Seeing ghosts to me, I, I mean, the Patriots. You were seeing extra players out there, or you know, or we did you get hit in the head, and you're seeing things. I, I it it makes no sense. And and instead of making a big deal out of it, I would I think they could have just kind of just just blown this one off and say, hey, that's kind of a something we say internally when, when we're having struggle. But it's just the weirdest thing ever. I had a buddy text me today. Goes, what does seeing ghosts mean? And I have no. I, I looked around today. I, nobody has the explanation of what what it meant. Uh, I don't know if that means he's seeing too many players on the field. Players are there where he thinks they're not there. I don't know. Weird. I guess, okay, here's what he was referencing. Okay, we got it. Joe broke the news. Um, it was about all the ghosts that were coming out through the portal. And the, No. Uh, it was about Sam. Uh, he clarified that he said it was seeing ghosts was about him needing to make adjustments in order to see the field better. So he's seeing maybe ghosts of bad plays out there, um, or he's seeing ghosts of ideas. Um that's what he's saying that seeing ghosts. Um, the coach, Adam Gase, says it bothers me. It bothers the organization. Coaches and players being mic'd for primetime games. But he added, obviously, you never anticipate something like this happening. The fact that it did, it gives us pause to really cooperate anymore, blah, blah. Okay, this, here's the overreach. Adam, cool it. Who cares? You know, the only reason you're making all this money is because it's entertainment and we want to hear that. And if you don't like it, Go play in that pristine, you know, traditional game that no one's going to watch. Well, if you want to get viewers, let us care more about the players. Put us in the moment because more and more it's tough to get into places where we can't get to. We cannot get onto an NFL field during a game. I want to hear what he has to say. Well, I have no problem with this. Do you? No, no, because I listened. Aaron Rodgers was interviewed this morning on the Dan Patrick Show. And Dan Patrick asked Aaron Rodgers, what's the rules on being mic'd up? And the rule is basically this. If you want the ESPN or ABC or whoever was doing the game, will ask you, hey, you want to be mic'd up? And you, by no means are you mandated by the NFL Anybody on your roster, they can't make somebody be. They can't say, "Well, nobody else would." Yes, you got to do it. They can. They can ask fifty-three players on the team, and they can all say no. That's what Aaron Rodgers said. So they chose to allow this to happen on Monday night against the Patriots. Now, you, who is the dumb one on here? Whoever said, "Okay, well, we're going to let you mic up our basically rookie quarterback playing the best team in football." That's the dumb part. Don't try to blame it on the media after the fact. The dumb part was you allowed it to happen when it's not mandated. The only thing that's mandated is you have to be available to the media for an interview after the game for a short period of time. Even window. if you don't answer the questions, you have to yeah, be there. Yeah, unless you're injured and that's your excuse out. 
All right, you're a family emergency. I think of the two. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm really glad that Dan Patrick asked Aaron Rodgers that because I was wondering that too. I thought maybe they could ESPN could pick somebody each game. No, now like Juju Smith, he wants to be mic'd for the games because he's crazy for the Steelers. So uh, it's it's and again, it's all how you 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 put it. And he, and he knew he was mic'd. So it's like he went to the sidelines knowing he was mic'd and still said this stupid the stupid thing. He was saying that it's it's a phrase that's used more than you think. I'm thinking, okay, well maybe among quarterbacks, uh, maybe I don't among, know. But he, but here's the deal: ghost hunters. I would if they did more of this, I'd watch even more. Because Remember when they the had All Star game? All, yeah, you, go ahead, bring it no, up. No, no, that's what I was saying. The All Star game is when I fell in love with that. Uh, the Indian second baseman, Francisco Lindor, or shortstop Lindor. Francisco Lindor. When he was mic'd up, I'm like, I'm just glued to what he's saying. Then they put Charlie Blackman. Charlie Black. Blackman. I like Blackman just as much. Yeah, and I'm like, these now are two of my favorite players in major leagues because this is happening. <laughs> I want that all the time. Yeah, so yeah. I, agree. I want players mic'd up during games so that on quiet, I, I want to have those conversations and I want to hear what they're saying. It was awesome. And it was. It was great. I mean, let, let's let's hear more. I mean, I, I'd love to hear. Well, like you, like when Juju was mic'd up the other Monday night and he went and sat by the, our kicker, Boswell, and he goes, hey, what are you doing after the game? Do you want to go out and, and try to find some honey or whatever he said? And Boswell's married and Boswell just got up. He just because he, he knew Juju was mic'd and Juju was just trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> I mean, that's fun <laughs> stuff, man. It, is. it, it can is. be fun. All right, we're way over time, and we have to talk about The Walking Dead, so we have to switch to The Walking Dead right now. Okay. Walking Dead recaps, uh, season ten, episode three. Uh, I heard so, now this is funny. I, I actually read a um, somebody said they thought this was the worst episode of all time. Oh, I don't think and so. And I was like, wait a second. Last week's episode was terrible. This week's. Had a little bit of promise. Because, it did. You know, I don't like the fact that we're always backing down to Alpha. I don't understand why we just don't fight her. I mean, I don't think we have this many people. She has this many people. Um, but whatever. Uh, but it, I think there was some promise in this show, don't you? I mean, oh, I, I thought it was a very good show. <coughs> I thought that, um, especially after the last one, maybe that's yeah. it. Let's put a really bad one so that whatever we give you the next time sounds good. Yeah. But I think it was beyond that. I, th- I think what you had here is you had some... Uh, some movement, some characters. You had um, the reintroduction of Negan to possibly now. Negan, I think, realizes as he's been sitting back, he can now take a leadership role with quote unquote our crew if he can do some nice things. And he kind of did that in this episode. And in the, remember, not to be a spoiler here, but in the comic book, Negan does kill Alpha. And so we'll see if that happens in the future. Thanks a lot. I didn't. <laughs> well, as we know, we, they don't follow the comic yeah, strips so either. That, yeah, it could be anything. Um, but I, the most interesting thing going on in The Walking Dead to me is anytime Negan's in there. Yep. Whereas a couple of years back, I was just like, well, he uh, got yeah, the overacting was, it was bad. It, but, but he is because he's the, the one most that, interesting character on that show because he's observational. And he's starting to see what the other people can't see because they're too busy doing their own lives. Carol, the Carol thing, I, I'm tired of the Carol story now. And it, I really it, like her character, yeah, but, but it's I, really, I'm starting, I'm this. Yeah, I'm really yeah, bored with yeah, it. Yeah, it's enough's enough. And Daryl is actually kind of boring me, Daryl is turned into a wimp, and I would have never thought I would ever say that, but he does. He, he's the one who's telling them not to fight and back down and go home. I don't I'd like it. to see Carol and Daryl go out on, and, and, and... Be their own show. Yes. Just Carol and Daryl out there against the against and, the and finding out what's going on in the world, because then we actually focus on just a couple of characters, yeah. not you know, not fifteen or twenty or something like so, that. So uh, again, I went from you know getting ready to co- you know to throw throwing the show away to 
hope. There's hope now after episode three. We'll see what happens this coming week. Uh, but uh, any other, th- any other? I'd like more action still. I, I, oh, I, yeah, I still, more, I still want some more. Wasn't action. a lot of action in terms of zombie uh, fighting. I, I in just this feel one. every time I'm watching these shows, I'm thinking if I were streaming this, I'd be okay with this. Week to week, it's frustrating. Yep. It's really frustrating to watch this in real time. It's you know, it, it's sort of like watching the Lord of the Rings. Well, here's what you I do. thought the three movies on a, each as they came out. I hated them. I never watched any of them. Okay, I was because I read the books to him. Yeah. That, uh, well, that's a horrible way to end it. And I was frustrated every single time. As a matter of fact, I think uh, uh, Ebert ripped into the first one too. Kindred minds. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> kindred minds. So. So but, I think The Walking Dead, when people watch this more in the future, are going to be as bothered by some of the episodes we are because they can fast forward to it and go, ah, I don't well, like this. Well, I, I watch the one. football game to like 8.30, uh-huh. okay? That gives me, that buys me that half hour, then I turn on The Walking Dead. Oh, you can and go so through then I, it. And so then sure. I go through it, and I'm done by like 9.15 or so. Uh, because I, yeah, I cannot stay. There's a lot of commercials anyway, but that way you're not just sitting here bored to death when some of these... Because there was a couple of scenes that were really bad this week, but overall, I thought it was promising. Well, yeah, there's and, more good than bad. And I think Michonne is starting to see the light a little bit, knock on wood, but her, she's so tame now. Um, but, you know, I think it's... Uh, there's hope. We'll see what happens. But uh, Daryl's got to get you back to being a tough guy. You know, I mean, Eric was actually interesting, too. Yeah, Eric is like the... The one guy that has a little bit of pizzazz right now, uh, and obviously Negan saved his butt this week. And didn't he, uh, for a minute it looked like he was getting bit on the neck, and then they—that's that, uh, what I thought too. And he and he did not. I, I yeah, guess yeah. we, well, we I don't guess know yet. We'll find out because yeah. we didn't know Carl had. But, been but what's years weird ago. is like the Sadiq. Is it Sadiq the doctor? There's yes. Some, there's something going on with him. It, it's almost like there's some kind of poison in the air. Or something, and they kind of hinted at that with Negan saying the walkers are bringing this stuff into the air and it gets into your eyes. I wonder if that's that not, was the yes because yes. that's what happened to, to Eric. But you know, Sadiq seems very sick too. So I'm just wondering if there's something else that they're going to bring in. But, but Negan know. seemed to understand what it was, like he had known yeah. about it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of there's too much that's below the surface. And not enough above the surface. They need an above the surface show. Maybe episode four next week. We can uh, delve into some exciting. You know, I hope so. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, way over time, but it was a good show. Had fun. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. We'll see you, everybody.